What's up, guys? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that. Make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful it is trying to buy a house right now. I mean, especially in Colorado, the market is absolutely crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take some of the burden off of your plate. They're just going to alleviate some of that stress, help you focus on making your house a home, not just a house. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen different lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their customers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They help everyone be as informed as they want every single step of the way. They are proud DNVR members, they're CSU alum, and they actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you get set up with a free consultation. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. If you want to speak to someone directly, you can always give Mike a call at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or one last time, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, let's let's just jump right into it. We are talking about the Boise State game. This is this is a massive game. I mean, definitely the most important matchup since 2017. I think it's even more important if we're being honest, because in 2017 you had already lost to Air Force in Wyoming at that point. So, you know, it was the state pride game and it it was a big deal. And obviously the way that it played out was just brutal. Just a total, total gut punch. One of the most painful losses in CSU history. But the odds of them, you know, winning the conference that year were pretty slim at that point. They they might have even already been eliminated. I can't quite remember. This time, though, I mean, a win firmly keeps CSU alive in the in the division race. Obviously. You're going to need a little bit of help after losing to Utah State. You need them to drop a game, and they don't have the toughest schedule in the world to close out, so we'll kind of have to follow it. But it at least keeps the hope alive, and then, you know, from a petty standpoint, it would also eliminate Boise State, who already has two conference losses after dropping games to Nevada and Air Force. They haven't had three conference losses since 2015. It would only be the second time since they've joined the Mountain West that that even happened. They only have 16 league losses total in 11 years, which is just, it's just absolutely insane. If you're a DNVR member, in my preview, I actually went through all of the games that they lost. And, and you can kind of see over the years, there's a, there's a very similar type of team that the Broncos have struggled with. It's, it's teams that play physical, really run the football well, and kind of dictate the the pace and the tone of the matchup. It's it's programs like San Diego State, who has the best winning percentage against them at three and three. Air Force, who's now beaten them a couple of times, three times, I believe. When New Mexico got them in 2015, they were running the the triple option, and you know they were able to force some turnovers in that one. And you know, luckily for CSU, that's kind of the brand of football that they play now. It's you know run the football. It's lean on your dominant defense. It's try and control the tempo, try and control, you know, ball possession and, and all of that stuff. I'm starting to sound like a coach, but it's true. I mean, that that is the way that CSU plays. And it's clear that people think the Rams have a chance in this one. I honestly thought CSU had a decent chance to be favored in this one. Uh, they're two and a half point underdogs the last time I saw. That's the closest spread since six and a half in 2017. 
So, I mean, it's it's clear like CSU Moneyline is only plus 115. Most years against Boise, it's probably going to be, you know, like plus 300. So there's confidence in CSU competing in this one. I, I think Boise State's just kind of getting the nod, one, because of the way that CSU lost last week, but also just because of reputation. Vegas has been high on them all year. And it's actually something I faded. I mean, I, I had preseason bets on Nevada, Fresno State, and San Diego State to win the Mountain West, and that looks pretty decent. It's looking like at least one of those teams is going to come out on top. We'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see what, who comes out of the Mountain Division, but you know, I, I bet on Nevada to beat Boise State. I bet on Air Force to beat Boise State. They've been mortal this year. Having said that, though, they're, they're clearly one of the most explosive teams in the conference I mean, a down year for Boise State's going like seven and five or eight and four. So they're they're clearly a team that can beat you. They've won twelve straight conference games on the road going back to 2017. Something BJ Rains of the Idaho Press noted in his preview. Recommend you go check that out. He does a great job. But I just think this is a really important game for both programs. I mean, I think it would a win would matter a whole lot more to CSU than it would to Boise State, but you know, Andy Avalos in his first season doesn't want to have a, a three loss year. I mean, that would kind of get the the fans antsy with him. He bought himself some leeway by getting that road win over a top 10 at the time BYU team. They never should have been ranked that high. They were always overrated. But I mean, you know, a win in Provo is never easy. So that's a big win for him that buys him some good faith with the fans, I think. But for CSU, and this is something I've already kind of dove into a couple of times, so I won't you know, go on and on about it. But I just think it's the type of win you need for the the foundation of your program. Like if you want to be one of those G5 teams that's respected on a national level, that's feared each year, you have to be able to beat the top teams. And, you know, so far they've never beaten Boise State. It, it's that, you know, glass ceiling that they just can't seem to shatter. And I think if they could just finally get through it, I mean, they've obviously come close a couple of times. Unfortunately, close you know only counts and horseshoes and hand grenades so they they have to find a way to win it it's it's kind of like csu new mexico they've lost by three a bunch of times they've had plenty of opportunities and they just can't seem to get over that hump and they know that they have to get over that hump and i think that is the case for csu too i mean these players they're sick and tired of losing to the broncos i know the fans certainly are this is just a massive massive game so let's kind of dive into some of the strengths of boise state then we'll get into the weaknesses, and then we'll get into the keys to victory for CSU in this one. Starting off with the strengths, as up and down as the season has been for Boise State, they they definitely still have some of the most explosive athletes in the conference. Uh, I mean, some Khalil Shakir especially is just an absolute freak. That dude has he has just glue hands. I mean, some of the the balls he's been able to bring in this year are, are absurd. Sports Center top ten type plays. Reminds me a little bit of the way that Michael Gallup would make those just circus catches in the air and be able to contort his body. And no matter where it was, it was just going to find his hands. When when Boise State is winning, when they're playing their best football, it tends to be because they're getting the, the ball into the hands of Khalil Shakir. That's definitely been the case this year. I know they ended up losing that game to, to Central Florida, but he had five catches for 91 yards, a pair of touchdowns in the opener. Average 18.2 yards per catch. Next week, they played Texas El Paso. Seven grabs for 166 yards. Oklahoma State, eight catches for 78 yards. Again, that was a game that was very winnable for Boise State. They got screwed by the refs on that one. It was just terribly officiated. At Utah State in their win, seven catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. 
in a competitive loss to Nevada, four grabs for 70 yards and a touchdown. He has not scored either of the last two weeks, did have 75 yards against Air Force receiving, uh, had 66 yards receiving in that win against BYU. It's obviously been a pretty difficult season for Marshawn Cameron. I imagine he's who is going to be matched up with Shakir much of the night. Maybe you put a Jai on him a little bit as well. You know, teams have kind of gone after him. Utah State certainly was trying to bully him. He has been flagged for some pass interference calls, and unfortunately at this point, that's probably his reputation because I thought some of those were pretty ticky-tacky. But they went after him, and they went after him a lot. You know, I, I imagine Boise State's going to try and do the same thing. I mean, that's kind of been what a lot of passing offenses have done against the Rams this year. They've kind of just tried to bully him a little bit, and he has made a couple of plays, you know, come up with you know a couple of picks this year, but you can't let Shakir beat you all night. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. He's one of those guys where like he is going to get his, but you can't let him get behind you. And, you know, you can't get handsy in the end zone and get flagged for pass interference or they're just going to bully you all night because he is as good as it gets when it comes to wide receiver talent really in the country, like not even just the Mountain West. He's a beast. The thing is, you know, and, and Shakir is definitely their best receiver. Even if you, you know, lock him down, they still have Octavius Evans who has 26 catches for 311 yards this year. And Stephon Cobbs was 23 grabs for 343 and four touchdowns. They have a lot of playmakers and they spread it around. This is going to be a huge, huge test for that CSU secondary. And when I get into the the keys for the Rams, we'll kind of assess, you know, what needs to happen for CSU to best have success. But when, when you're looking at Boise State, it's, it's clear that the wide receiver talent is their biggest advantage, as is having a veteran quarterback. You know, I'd, I have plenty of criticisms of, of Hank Bachmeyer. I definitely thought he was a little bit overhyped. I mean, he was kind of getting blown up like he was going to be the next Kellen Moore or something. He has a rocket of an arm, but he's been kind of inconsistent. I think you can rattle his cage, and, and again, that's something I'll get into in a little bit here. But regardless, it's a veteran quarterback that's comfortable with the offense and has you know an established rapport with his playmakers and that's always an advantage when it comes to these type of games you know experience and, and continuity that's that's a big benefit for the Boise State offense the one thing that's that's really surprising one of their their biggest weaknesses this year has been running the football and George Halani has struggled to stay healthy throughout his career he's a beast though he this year has 34 carries for 123 yards one uh, rushing touchdown. Andrew Van Buren has six rushing touchdowns, but he only has 189 yards rushing. I mean, Boise State, they can run the ball down at the goal line. But, and this was a, a thing that I got from BJ Rain's preview as well. They're only averaging 2.42 yards per carry. That ranks 129th out of 130 teams. Additionally, they run for 84.29 rushing yards per game. That's 126 out of 130. They have not run the ball consistently at all. And if you're Chuck Heater, you got to be feeling pretty good about that because CSU, aside from that weird fluky game against South Dakota State from the D-line's perspective where they got torched, they've been so good against the run all year long. So as long as you just keep do keep doing what you're doing, I mean, you should be able to make Boise State one-dimensional and, and that should help too because you can pin your ears back really pressure the quarterback. It's complimentary football. Another weakness for Boise State, they don't run the ball well. 
they also don't really stop the run. They're giving up 198 rushing yards a game, four and a half yards per carry. I mean, I got to imagine Adazio stoked about this. We all know he wants to run the ball. They really ran the ball great against Utah State last week. David Bailey was super effective. And if Boise State's given up, you know, five, six yards a, a run, the Rams will take that all night. They'll lean on Bailey. They'll lean on Jalen Thomas. And that's great because I don't, I don't really think a shootout favors CSU. And again, we'll get into that when we get into some of these keys to victory for the Rams as well. But I mean, I do think this is a game where when you look at kind of Boise State's weaknesses, they kind of tie into CSU's strengths. So you, you got to feel pretty good about the matchup. And I mean, that's something we've heard from Patchen, from Toby McBride. They all feel like they match up pretty well against Boise State this year. And that honestly might be the first time that a CSU team could say that with a straight face. Obviously, you always go into the matchup hoping to win. But I mean, I, I genuinely believe the Rams are good enough to win this game and, and they believe they're good enough to win this game. And kind of with that in mind, let's let's get into some of the keys for CSU. And then I'll wrap up just with uh, my thoughts on the whole media situation this week. Don't worry, I'm not going to whine or anything like that. Obviously, they canceled uh, availability. Kind of an odd situation. I'll get into all that. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they win, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If you're an existing DraftKings customer, you can get some skin in the game with the same game parlay, which allows you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. For instance, I had to get some car work done the other day. Ended up costing a little bit more than I was hoping to. It's like, you want to know what? I'm going to pull $100 out of the DraftKings account after I'd, you know, built it up with some winning the last couple of weeks. I'm going to use that to pay my uh, Firestone bill. And that's exactly what I did. It was easy. It was convenient. And then later on, I was like, you want to know what? I kind of want to play a little bit more. Deposited 10 bucks, bet on the Packers straight up the money line to win. They upset the Cardinals. I'm already winning again. You can win too. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR, bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game, win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Of course, I also want to shout out the homies over at Solace Meds who has some smoking hot October deals for you. The one and only. They are always hooking it up. They have four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar, all October long. Dixie Gummies, Solace Bars, Solace Sticks, Mile High Extractions, Summit Products, 1906 Drops, all of them are 25% off. And... Guys, Halloween's coming up. Maybe you want to, you know, have a little fun for your Halloween parties. On the 30th and 31st, the entire store is buy three, get one free. And if you go in on Halloween, you can get a goodie bag with the purchase of $50 or more. How fun. On top of all the incredible deals I've already talked about, if you go into any location, you get a free Solace Bar, a delicious edible, or a King Cone, which is the biggest pre-roll joint on the market. You can get that for free with the code DNVR20 and 20% off your entire order. 
If you're going anywhere other than Solace Meds for your cannabis experience, you are missing out. They make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Head to their website, solacemeds.com, order online, pick up at your convenience. Make sure you're using that code DNVR20 so they know that we sent you and so you get the hookup. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get into the keys to victory for CSU, starting with pressure Hank Bachmeyer consistently. Kudos to Logan Bonner. That dude, he he must be, he eats nails or something because he got his ass kicked last week and he just kept getting up hit after hit. The D-line, we already talked about how explosive Boise State's wide receivers are. And, you know, we know that the secondary's been a little bit inconsistent for the Rams, you know, kind of putting it lightly this year. They, they have stepped up. They've made some plays. It hasn't been all bad, but there have been games where they've really struggled. If Bachmeyer's allowed to pick on the DBs, if he gets to sit in the pocket and, you know, try and stretch the field, it's going to be a long night for the Rams. You got to get in his face. And if you can, you can rattle his cage a little bit. We've seen that over the years. When he starts getting hit, his decision-making, it gets a little, you know, questionable. Had a couple of really bad throws in that UCF game that cost Boise State big. CSU's greatest strength is getting after the quarterback. They're going to need to do it again. And you're also going to have to, you know, force some turnovers. I think anytime that you're an underdog, when you're able to make a big momentum play, you know, flip the field, Robert Floyd against Iowa, I was driving. He had gotten burned earlier in the drive. He gets that interception completely, you know, flips that game open, really gave the Rams a chance. Force key turnovers against San Jose State, against New Mexico. You got to win the turnover margin in this one. And that's a that's a tall tale or a tall task, excuse me, because Boise State is tied for uh, eighth in the country with 16 turnovers forced this year. So you really got to protect the football yourself. And defensively, you got to come up with a couple plays, you know, interceptions when they're available, you know, fall on loose balls if they're on the ground. There have been a couple of weird loose ball plays that have hurt CSU, one on special teams, one defensively where they didn't realize it was a fumble and everyone just kind of stared at it. You got to play smart football and you've got to control possession because I think similarly to Iowa, a shootout that probably, you know, we've seen the Rams play so many shootouts with Boise State over the years. They've never come out on top. The type of athletes they have on offense, that's the type of game they want to play, you know? Let's let's stretch the field all night. Let's throw the ball all over the place. For CSU, you got to lean on that run game, which is, you know, again, Boise State hasn't really been able to stop the run, so that should favor you. You control possession. That doesn't mean you always play slow. Sometimes you do go tempo. Sometimes you shake it up. And you definitely are going to have to stretch the field. But it's kind of about the, the the timeliness of it. You know, if your defense is playing great and you get stops, you come out and throw three straight deep attempts, don't connect on any of them, you know, have a three and out that only lasts 40 seconds, that's going to hurt your defense. And it, it hurts your chances to get any type of sustained success on offense. Again, I'm not saying don't throw the ball. You're really going to have to lean on your playmakers. Trey McBride, you know, we've seen Dante Wright finally get back out on the field. Jordan Cress uh, is making some plays. Ty McCulloch is making some plays. Make plays when they're available. It's really going to be a timely thing, though. You know, it's kind of feeling the flow of the game. If you're running the ball well, take what they're giving you. You have the backs for it, but use that play action. Stretch the field, you know. Give yourself a, a chance to best optimize, especially, you know, like with, with the really talented guys. If you've got a one-on-one with Trey McBride. You've got a one-on-one with Dante Wright. We know those guys can get open and we know they have great hands. You got to trust them. But, you know, it's, it's about the timeliness of it. And when you get in the red zone, 
you obviously got to score touchdowns. CSU did way better at that last week. That wasn't what hurt them. But again, you know, Boise State, they're the type of team, they're, they're too potent offensively. If you're trading touchdown for field goals, that's a tough way to win. And then just the last area is obviously they got to clean it up. They had way too many penalties last week. You can't give opposing offenses free plays on third and long. You know, like they don't even need to do that. You're so good at getting after the quarterback. You just have to play disciplined. You know, you can't you can't be jumping the gun. You can't be getting called for ticky tack pass interference calls. You can't have bad clock management or game management. Some of that's on the staff. They just got to clean it up all together because if you're sloppy, you're not going to beat a team like Boise State. And honestly, I know a lot of these points are, are fairly basic, you know, no duh, but football's not that complicated of a game. I know the coaches try and make it seem like it's rocket science. It's not a simple game, but you know, some of it some of it is simple in terms of, you know, winning recipe, play complimentary football, don't turn it over, don't commit dumb penalties. All of that's pretty basic, but those have been the things that have cost CSU in their losses, especially penalties. So they got to clean it up. If they if they do all of that, they're going to be in the game. You know, will they win? We'll have to see. But they, they'll have a shot if they play their best football because this team does have the talent to hang with Boise State. They've just never been able to close it out over the years. I mean, 2013 at home, you jump out to a 10-0 lead and you still have it like five minutes into the second quarter. You end up losing that game by double digits. 2017, we don't even need to get into. Goodness. I mean, 28-3. They were up multiple scores even with three minutes left but again like if you have an opportunity to win you gotta step on throat you can't leave the the door open for a comeback you can't make silly mistakes you can't turn it over you're just you're gonna have to play pretty much perfect football to win this game all right the the last thing that i just kind of wanted to talk about was a weird situation with csu deciding to cancel media availability for the two days of practice that they normally would have it with that, we probably would have only talked to Adazio once. Don't usually talk to him on Tuesday after having the press conference. You usually get offensive players uh, one day, defensive players the next. I think from an accountability standpoint, it looks really bad, especially with the way that CSU lost that game. Um, personally, I don't think that public universities should ever be able to shut out the media, but it, it's two days of practice. You know, At the end of the day, it's not the end of the world or anything like that. The thing that just kind of confused me about the situation was so many CSU fans jumping for joy at it. Like, do you not want stories on your team? There's three of us that cover the team regularly. Kevin Lytle, Eddie Hers, and me. And then Brady Hole on the radio side. So four. It's, that's it. And nobody's covering this team unfairly. But like beyond that, I just... I find it super ironic the same people that are always complaining about the lack of coverage, the lack of spotlight for CSU are then like, yeah, great decision. Lock the media out. How does that math add up? Like, how do you not understand that? When CSU does stuff like this, it just, it, it disincentivizes anyone to cover CSU. People like me, I'll continue to show up. But, you know, like other outlets, the Denver Post maybe, or, you know, national outlets, when they're seeing this, it's like, man... What a joke. Again, you know, if it if it becomes a consistent issue, then I'll be a lot more upset. Two days of practice is not the end of the world. But it, it just, it looks bad for CSU. It looks pretty soft, in my opinion. It's not a good way to establish credibility or, you know, prove that you're, you're being held accountable for your actions. But that's my two cents on it. I was just more confused about CSU fans being excited about it. Like, 
Do you not want content on your favorite teams? So that's where I'm at. You guys know where I stand. Before we go, I do want to give you my DraftKings pick of the week, and I am taking the Tennessee Titans. I'm just, I'm rolling on this Derrick Henry train. Took them last week to beat Kansas City as underdogs. They are road dogs at Indianapolis. Colts are playing better football. I like some of that talent defensively. I just, I don't trust Carson Wentz. I do trust the Titans offense. So that's where I'm at. I love the value at plus money. I actually have it parlayed uh, with Green Bay beating Arizona. That already happened, so I'm, I'm looking good there. But we shall see how it plays out. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Lock it in. We'll have more content throughout the week. Really looking forward to this Boise State matchup. Have a great day, night, whatever time it is. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want.